Perhaps I was talking when I should have been listening. No matter what happens, you've got to hang on. Johnny, relax. Now you give him everything he wants, you understand? Now let's see what happens when we mix these two elements together. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you are now listening to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back to the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I've guest Jordan Tarver, and today's topic is going to be his book, You Deserve This Shit. Jordan is the author of, like, the topic is today, You Deserve This Shit. Jordan is an editor at Forbes, where he holds the position of assistant editing uh, or assistant assigning editor. He loves the outdoor and is an amazing photographer. He has been writing for over five years, and he is a talented writer with aspirations to adventure the world and inspire the youth and everyone else. So starting off, Jordan, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I mean, first off, um, thanks for setting this up and having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, chat about all this stuff. So um, yeah, I'm an I'm a author um, for this new book, You Deserve the Shit. I'm an editor at Forbes. I am originally from California, where I kind of have a lot of my roots of my travel background and I grew up in a family that was very big into camping and, and nature. And so I feel like it's very innate for me to be drawn to that kind of stuff. And so I've always led um, a very travel forward life um, and a creative life. And that's kind of what's brought me through uh, college and, and the years after college, which led into, you know, photography and writing and now um, becoming an author. Awesome. So what was the reason writing this book? I've always been just like super, I mean, super into my own personal growth. I've always been really into self-development work and things like that. Um, I had a, a close call with death in 2013 and a, I went on a soul searching backpacking trip in 2016, right after I graduated college. And those two moments really kind of like woke me up. They taught me um, how fragile life can be. And they also taught me how it is, how great it can be when you live a life infused with meaning. And ever since then, I've just been really dedicated to um, living that life that's infused with meaning, but also empowering other people to do the same thing. And so that was kind of the inspiration with, with the book was it was my way to give people the tools and lessons that I've used in my own life for my personal growth and self-discovery um, so they can you know experience the same thing. Absolutely. So I've gotten a little bit into your book. Does it, um, with your purpose of writing the book, does it explain it a little bit in the book with your near-death experience? Um, that story isn't in the book. Okay. Um, no, it's not in the book, but that was definitely like just a moment in my life that made me become, I guess, obsessive over living a life that I won't regret in a way. Yeah. Um, it kind of just taught me that it could all be taken really quickly. And, and so it kind of kicked me into gear <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Um, and so now that I'm older, reflecting back on that time and that experience, I think it has played a large role in kind of the way I lead my life. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, um, everyone has their own experiences through life. Uh, probably most don't have a near death experience, but it's, whether it be something uh, family related, whatever it is, a family member passing mm -hmm. and uh, your family member wanted you to live your life and you want to continue their legacy, whatever it may be, uh, I feel like that's a big inspiration. And for me as well, uh, I mean, that's how I really started getting ex ex um inspired through my grandparents that passed away and they i'm like i gotta lead their legacy uh to higher means so that's why i like started this podcast and i'm like 
just trying to work my way when I'm young and yeah. go through crazy growth uh, and experimenting and taking risk and being vulnerable. So um, definitely love to hear that's uh, a purpose of writing the book. But what are some obstacles that you had while writing the book and how did you overcome them? Um, I mean, writing a book is is by no means easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think the obstacle of, of writing a book is actually completing the manuscript because it's takes time. Um, I think we live in an, uh, a, an era where instant gratification is almost expected um, with the, with how fast you can get feedback online. Now, when you post a photo, you post an article, whatever it is. Um, and so to chip away at a project for uh, two years um, from the start to publish, you know, it's, it's a constant time of just finding self-motivation and being really dedicated to the craft um, and so I think really the biggest obstacle was just showing up every day and yeah. not giving up because, you know, I started this back in 2019 and knowing that I wouldn't get any of, you know, that gratification until I published it, uh, just over a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then even after you've published it, now you got to work on marketing and getting the yeah, book really a, out there. It's a whole nother, a whole nother ball game. I feel like I released the book and it's really weird when you work on something for two years. And I've heard this a lot with musicians. I've heard this a lot with comedians that go on tour that after you do something for so long and it's such a big part of your life and then it's not there anymore. There's like this weird void, like right after you publish something or right after you finish a tour. And that's kind of what happened with me after I published the book. It was, I was working on this thing literally like six days a week for since March of 2019. Um, And then all of a sudden I didn't have to work on the content anymore. And it was just like, a very interesting time for me to kind of reacquaint myself with what do I do now? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kind of went through some like ups and downs of just like kind of giving the project some room to breathe for a bit before I really dove into the marketing. Um, And so now that I'm moving into that new role of the marketing, I'm, I'm learning just, a ton of new stuff that I didn't know before, but it's definitely an exciting, you know, piece of the project. Yeah. And I love people like you that are becoming vulnerable, trying something different. It was your first book you published. I know you've been a writer for over five years now. Um, and it's, it's really cool to hear other people. And I think, like you said, people want gratification. People see on Instagram all the time, billionaires and yachts, driving mm-hmm. Porsches, Lamborghinis. And then they think starting a business within the first year or writing a book or starting a YouTube channel, whatever it is, they're going to get yeah. that instant gratification. Or and um, But really, you need to have the gratitude and push through it even when you're getting one, two likes on your new uh, YouTube channel, whatever it mm-hmm. may be, and it's pushing forward with that content and then learning how to market and push yourself as much as possible. Um, that's what I see so much in Gary V. I'm sure you know who Gary V is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he talks about it all the time. People want gratification, like always, like immediately. They think starting something or starting a business that the world owes them this when the world doesn't owe you anything. You got to show right. them, like you got to prove yourself. So um, I definitely agree with the point that you made with that. Um, with writing the book, what was one of your biggest learning moments through the book? Um, just like the importance of using your voice. I feel like all, all the different kind of creative outlets that I use are just ways for me to use my voice in a different way. Um, and I feel like I was put here to use my voice. And I feel like writing is one of those ways that I'm using my voice. And so I think just doing the act of writing and seeing how much I can teach, seeing the lessons that I can share that I went through to possibly help to change someone's life, uh, just taught me how important it is to share what you know and share what's worked for you and even share the things that don't work for you. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And that's, that's what I try to do with the podcast is like things don't always work out the way I want. Like I had this, um, I'm in California, it's a lot more expensive. I had this goodwill haul that I paid $220. And I have I've sold like a couple things, but I thought like, immediately, I had some hot clothing that I'd be able to sell immediately. Now I'm sitting on top of clothing. So it's like these learning experience that I love sharing and telling people that mm-hmm. um, it's not all glamour when you're thrifting or no. trying to resell things. There's, there's sometimes times where you're like, man, I really should have thought this through a little bit more, but it's a learning experience you can share with others. So I think is a, yeah, a big I, thing. I really think there's, it's not ever all glamour for anything. Yeah. Like that's, that's a fallacy that yeah. people need to get over. And, um, you know, you're going to have your obstacles, you're going to have your failures, but I say it in the book, like it's the more you fail, the more you learn, the more you learn, the more you grow. And so I feel like that connection of those, you know, four little statements helps people well, I hope it can help people understand the the advantage that, fa- that you know, failure actually has for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was your biggest motivation when writing this book? Because I know having a podcast as well, like there's times where I'm like, ah, like I'm trying to push through it. But what, what was some big motivation you had? Just my, well, my thing is, is like, there's always someone out there that needs this work that needs to Mm -hmm. read my work and just knowing that I could possibly change someone's life forever, I think was enough motivation to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, simple as that. I feel like just keeping the reader in mind and knowing that, you know, I'm writing this book to help someone. Yeah. I'm going to, wow. Yeah. I'm going to really use that book because I've gotten some feedback. Some uh, younger people in college are like, you know, I was lost. I'm trying to find my purpose. And mm-hmm. um, like people are thrown into the world. And then after high school, it's like, all right, what do you want to do with your life? Go get a college degree, go get in a trade, go start a job. And it's like, I don't know what I want to do. And I'm telling people yeah. it's all right to not know what you're doing. Like a lot of people don't know. So uh, if I think that is a really good feeling and hearing feedback from people are like, yo, this book has like changed my life. You've implemented so, so many things in my life and I have a different perspective on life because of you. And I think mm-hmm. um, that is going to be a big one. Uh, and that's why I think like this podcast episode is such a good matchup with uh, your book because I'm, I'm going to dive into your book this weekend and I'll probably finish it. And I'm very excited about I'm uh, excited getting to hear into what it. you think. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then uh, what, what do you hope to accomplish? I guess that you kind of talked about it with the publishing of your book, uh, just, I guess, helping people out. But is there something else what you hope, hope to accomplish? Um, I mean, I think that's twofold. I think there's something I hope to accomplish for myself and yeah. something I hope to accomplish for other people. Yeah, so just absolutely. kind of piggybacking off what we were already talking about, like, I just want to give people a really digestible toolkit um, that they can use to become the best version of themselves. And that's really like the purpose of the book. Um, And then for me, I just, you know, I hope to accomplish, you know, the start of this big writing career and and getting my, you know, message out to more people. And I think uh, that's really kind of where I'm at right now. But the primary thing I'm trying to accomplish is just to help people, you know, get unstuck, find their path and become the best version of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then when I had another question, but we've already talked about this subject a lot. So I'm going to pivot to uh, the actual book. Within the book, there were three pillars you talked about, self-discovery, awareness, comfort zone, and uh, intentional living. How does someone get out of their comfort zone? The thing I always tell people is just try something new. I think that's 
the most simple way to get outside your comfort zone is, you know, just doing something you've never done before that you might be interested in. And even if you might fail or, you know, come up short, that's okay. Because I feel like you can't avoid that in life. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable to, you know, to face that challenge of feeling like you're not going to do well, or you're going to not meet your expectations. But if you can, you know, develop or just be courageous to try something new, I think you'll, you'll see how you can, get outside your comfort zone every single day. Absolutely. I had a podcast on comfort zone. And I think um, that was one of the big topics I talked about is just trying different things and trying new Mm -hmm. things and becoming vulnerable in your lifetime. Because um, like you had that near death experience. And like, I think a lot of people, especially being young, you feel kind of invincible, like nothing's Mm going to happen to you. You have so many years ahead of you. So I feel like uh, the younger audience just hearing that um, getting vulnerable, getting out of your comfort zone, because once you get into your comfort zone, it's a habit that is hard to break that nine to five job, whatever it may be for some people. And then like, okay, this is steady income. I don't want to start my business anymore. I don't want to start this podcast. I don't want to start this YouTube channel. I think it's like people need to start. It needs to be the normal to get out of the comfort zone. Cause that's how one grows the most. Yeah. And uh, I, I think piggy picking back off of that, it's like, you have to be willing to take a risk. Um, and like you said, you know, getting in that comfortable nine to five, I've been there. I was, I started my career, um, after I got back from my solo backpacking trip, I jumped into the mortgage industry and I was there for two and a half years. And I knew that it's not where I belonged and I knew I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so once I was able to get a writing gig, I literally had to take like a 50% cut in my pay just to do what I wanted to lo- like, just to do what I love for work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was confident enough that I knew I could take it somewhere because I knew how much passion I could put into the job compared to, you know, reviewing, yeah. you know, loan estimates, for example. And so it's, yeah. it's that willingness to try something new and take a risk. Yeah. And I saw on your LinkedIn, you were a finance major in college, correct? Yeah. So I graduated from Cal State Fullerton, Orange County. Um, I'm actually originally from California. So um, yeah, I went to school for business finance. I really thought in college, like I wanted to be a financial um, analyst, which is far off from what I do now, but it's so hard to tell, you know, when you pick your major at 18 or 19, it's, it's really hard to tell if that's something you're going to stick with as you get older. Yeah, absolutely. And how, uh, how has your life been since you've switched jobs, although you've taken a pay cut? Um, amazing. I mean, I took, luckily I took that pay cut like over three years ago, so it's not a pay cut anymore. Um, but it was just that, that was the initial risk of having to, you know, make less money to do what I love, but I knew eventually it would, it would catch back up. But yeah, um, I think it's really important. I mean, it was for me when I was sitting in the cubicle at the mortgage industry, it was just, I was realizing that if I'm going to spend the rest of my life working, I need to do something that's going to fuel me with joy and fulfillment. And so my life, you know, it's, it's a complete 180 of what it was before. And I, you know, I love what I do for work every single day. And I feel like I'm also able to share my personal and professional growth, you know, they cross paths very Mm -hmm. easily. Um, I can take things I learned from work into my personal life and I can, you know, the person I become in my personal life, I can show up as a person, you know, on a team in in a workspace. So I feel like my work in life is very integrated rather than work-life balance. Um, I, I do try to just integrate the two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's another part in your book where you have a guided brainstorm session, which I thought Mm -hmm. was a really cool, uh, add to the book. Um, what is your purpose solely? My purpose is to heal people through my creativity. Um, I'm a very creative person. 
writing is just one of the things I do. I also produce music and I also um, do a lot of travel photography. And so those are all just different uh, mediums for me to um, express a message through. And so that's really what I feel like I'm here to do. Absolutely. And so what, what's a big contributor for every morning you're waking up? What's that motivation when you open your eyes? Just knowing that I have another opportunity to fulfill that purpose. And, you know, I, I woke up today and, you know, I get to go after it again and, um, you know, try to improve another person's life. Yeah, absolutely. And where did you find this uh, brainstorming session or where'd you get the idea from to add it in the book? I just, that's everything. Everything in the book is uh, unique and from personal experience. And I teach from a place of personal experience. And that's why I feel like this is a, um, a good book in the self-help space because a lot of things in the self-help space are sometimes regurgitated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted to make an intention to have everything in the book be original and from my own life experiences, because I don't feel like I should teach something to someone that I haven't tried myself. And so this is just an exercise that I created. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I love, um, because a lot of people just, uh, I see on Instagram all the time, maybe motivational pages, just like kind of reuse content and other people's content and mm-hmm. don't come up with other things or use their creative mind. And I think yeah. with you writing this book and you having your own ideas is going to have a way that isn't, um, that the audience can take different ideas and brainstorming things away from your book, which I think is going to be a big help, uh, and big advertiser with your book. Um, and, Chapter 18, you talk about the power of routine. What do you think is the most important part with a routine? I think for me, at least, routine gives my life structure. And I think mm-hmm. it can pro- provide that for other people. And I think structures is really important when you're on your quest to achieving any sort of goal, whether that be a personal goal, a work goal, a business goal, a personal development goal. Um, if you're on the quest for something, I think routine is a really really surefire way to keep you on track. Absolutely. And um, what what do you think someone should do? Um, do you think it's okay if like there's a couple days you don't stick with your routine every now and then, like once in a blue moon? Or do you think like, no, you have to stick to it every single day? No, I think it's important to um, be loose with everything. I, yeah. I think when like the way I see it is your life and your routine should serve you and you mm-hmm. shouldn't serve your life or your routine. So what that means is you should always be in control. Yeah. You shouldn't let your routine, you know, take the power away from you. And so if there's a day that you need off or you need to go on vacation or you're just kind of being lazy, like do that, you know, do yeah. that. I think just remain in power of your own life um, and over the own processes that you put in place. Yeah, absolutely. Like I have a uh, reason I asked that question. It's kind of funny because I, I have a routine of waking up early in the morning, going to work out before I go to work. And today I hit the snooze button too much and then I slept in and then I had to get ready for work. So I was like, but I normally always go work out six days a mm-hmm. week before work. So I was like, it's okay to take a day off. Maybe my body just needed it or something. And uh, for the most part, I'm going to stick on that track. But something that I've been uh, doing a lot more is taking some time off because I I truly believe someone um, that sticks on a routine for a long time, you can get burnt out and you need to take those vacation, those breaks. And I just always thought from like, I guess other people's Instagrams or whatever, and looking at social media that you have to be grinding all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you'll go crazy. You'll go mad doing that. Um, and I think it's so good to hear that someone else has the same uh, idea behind that. 
Yeah, I think it's important to take breaks, zoom out. Um, I feel like when you're on a break, you're able to kind of self-reflect. And if you don't give your time, uh, give give, if you don't give you your own time to self-reflect, you don't, you're not going to ever like see where you can maybe make a change in your life or where you can maybe pivot. Because mm-hmm. um, if you're constantly doing the same thing over and over and over, you're never going to know that you should change. So like yeah. taking a break allows you to see maybe where you can, you know, change something up. Yeah, absolutely. Self-reflecting, I think is, is something that I've been doing more recently because I've just been on a, a routine 24-7 and then um, sticking to it, but not realizing or like looking back and being like taking a step back and realizing, okay, with what am I doing? Am I accomplishing my goals? Am I getting where I want to be? Do I need to take a pivot? What do I need to do? And taking those breaks. Uh, and I had a sick day Friday, this last Friday of work and I've been doing my routine and then I had a day off. Uh, and I was able to take rest, but I was also pivoting my podcast. And I was like, okay, I want to work on a new intro, outro, uh, new cover art. I need to start making more posts on my Instagram and getting really down to it. So like I was able to make that pivot with taking the mm-hmm. day off yeah. just one day, I think made a significant change to my podcast with a new intro, outro, that's more appealing to the audience and doing different little things. So I think that's very important. Um, in chapter four with honest self-questioning, why should someone question themselves? And I feel like this was kind of talking about reflecting that what we were just talking about. Yeah, I feel like it just like when you ask yourself questions about yourself, I feel like it helps you raise your awareness of what's going on, helps you learn more about yourself. Um, and, and, you know, it kind of relates to that self-reflection. I think it, mm-hmm. it just gives you a way to evaluate what's, you know, going on in your life. And it lets you, um, again, see areas if you need to change something or act differently or, you know, add an add a new intro and an outro Mm -hmm. things like that absolutely and what are some good questions i guess broad questions for anyone in any career to question themselves for self-reflection i mean i think for me what's really important in my life is making sure i'm always aligned with my interests and Mm -hmm. so in your career i think it's always good to ask like am i still interested in this you know is is this something i still want to do and it's like you can always make a pivot um, it might be scary, but it's never too late to change, you know, your path. Yeah, absolutely. And um, wow. Th- yeah, this book, I I can't tell you how excited I am because there's not really, I'm trying to think of another book uh, that kind of matches this like type of flow. Um, I think it was the subtitle of not giving uh, a fuck, I think was another book that was kind of similar because there's like a cuss word in it and you're like, whoa. And then like, you deserve this shit. I think it's very appealing. Uh, just you. like in the cover art, I think is amazing. And I liked how uh, shit was like written in a u- unique way. So it's not like a big cuss word on the page. It's like an explanation point, but mm-hmm. definitely a cool ad. I think your book, I think really has the power of becoming a really good thing. And I think you, I honestly believe in you. I've, I've researched into Thank you. you. Uh, I know you. that um, some of the people that uh, on LinkedIn were talking about, uh, I think it was like them letting the audience know basically how you work. And a guy was like, he's always working. He's super passionate about what he does. And I think when you're passionate, you're truly passionate about what you do, you're able to put out this work. It's just achieving that audience and being having that grit and relentlessness behind what you do. So I think the future for you, I think I honestly see if you stick with it in five, 10 years, that it's going to be like a series of books you're going to have. And I I think you're going to be a really good author. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's really kind of you to say. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, do you have any 
podcast or book recommendations besides your book? Because I'll be putting the book in the description. Uh, do you have any other recommendations? Yeah, there's two books I recommended literally every single person I meet that asks for a book recommendation. Mm -hmm. um, the Compound Effect by Darren Hardy and How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Uh, I've built a lot of the things I do in life. A lot of my values came from those books. A lot of my work ethic came from those books. Um, and I think they can not only just provide you know value for your personal life, but um, also in business and your career. I definitely will have to check out the compound effect. Uh, the um, how to win and influence people by Dale Carnegie is one of my favorite things. I found something at Goodwill that I love. It's like this little book of Dale Carnegie and it's like has this um, like this clear plastic around it and it's like a box. And then there's this book floating of Dale Carnegie. He's probably one of the best <laughs> authors, I think overall, just how to win and friends and influence people is an yeah, amazing that, book. That book is literally like the self-help Bible, but the compound effect, like, the, the, I'll give a quick premise for people listening. Mm -hmm. um, compound effect is, you know, small repeated actions turn into great things over time. So if you do the, if you do small things every single day, it's going to compound to something greater. And, and my book's a perfect example of that. My goal every day was to write at least 500 words. You know, it wasn't, the perspective wasn't, wow, I'm writing, a, you know, 200 plus page book it was just focusing on those 500 words every day and eventually added up to the mm -hmm. novel so it's, yeah. it's focusing on the, the smaller things and trusting that they're going to compound over time huh yeah i'm definitely going to check out that book that's something i'm going to add into the library um are there any final words of wisdom you have for the young audience that's listening yeah i feel like um you don't always have to have it figured out as early as they tell you you have to figure it out um, which is something that I've learned, um, you know, after college and, and all the things that I've gone through now, but it's okay to not know exactly what you want to do. But I think it's important to just embrace your curiosity because that's going to be how you find out what you want to do. So if you're in a place where you don't know your path or you don't know what you want to do for work, that's fine. Don't be stressed about it, but just be curious about trying new things so you can get there. Love that. All right. This was uh, the Relentless College entrepreneur podcast with Jordan and I'll be keeping his uh, book and links for all the social media handles in the uh, description. So check that out and check out his page. Highly recommend his book. I'm going to start diving into it. So I highly recommend you guys check it out as well. Uh, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. This has been the Relentless College Entrepreneur Podcast. Catch you guys next time.